Let's go to Ninja. Go ahead, Ninja. I'm just going to touch on that. So, Agent, you bring a, a very, very good point. But let me kind of bring a different perspective for you, just for you to kind of wrap your head around this. Look, difference is good. It's not bad. You know why? You get different perspectives. And we can move forward and we can build and bounce ideas off of each other. So having differences is not a bad thing always. But yeah, when it becomes toxic, I agree 100%, bro. It should not become toxic. But we need different opinions. We need different perspective. We need people to come and challenge me, bro. Even me. I'm not perfect. I'm not this genius. I'm not, you know, I'm just the normal guy, you know. So if I ever say anything and anybody has a criticism, please, please come forward and tell me, Ninja, no, you're wrong. This is, you know, look at it from a different angle. And that would only widen my perspective, bro. You know, increase my horizons. But I agree with you, bro. When it when it reaches a level of toxicity, yeah, it's not good for the community. And you know, I'm always about unity within communities. It's it's a great thing. But you bring a good point, my friend. Uh, there are certain things that we shouldn't even be talking about. But uh, in this space here, I've never came to this space, and and there was you know we we were talking about nonsense. It was amazing. It was constru constructive, and we're always trying to move forward and bring the positive aspects of this project. So thank you, Agent. Thank you for that, bro. Let's do this. Let's go to uh, Joker, and then we're gonna go Jeremy, and then we're gonna go to Alyssa. Jer uh, Joker, go ahead, sir. Yeah, no, I just wanted to number one, like give a big fist pump to that last about you know us coming together. Like I think that. You know, a lot of people over the last couple of years, you know, months have had a lot of strife and we've been on many different spaces. And yeah, I mean, there's always a difference of opinion, which I think is definitely important. But at the same time, like, you know, if you're going to, you know, slap that safe moon army hashtag on anything you send out, like we all need to understand that there's going to be a difference of opinion. We all come from different walks in life. So I definitely uh, I agree with that statement. The second thing I wanted to say, and I'm gonna ha I'm gonna do a hashtag NFA here, not financial advice, but um, you know I know that you know the entire crypto market is down right now, and I just took a look at where SafeMoon was at. Um, you know, if you guys are all about building bags, like I said this many times in tweets, it's never gonna be as low as it is now. But Jesus Christ you know, pardon my language, like it's, it's low. Don't, you know, don't miss out on this. Keep an eye on it. If you're up late, like this is an opportunity if you're about that bag building to continue to do it because paper hands are letting it go and you should be gobbling it up. Like, you know, many of us are so not financial advice, but, uh, you know, just, a a little, you know, what is it? A little stock ticker there on the bottom of the space. I know you're gobbling it up now. <laughs> I know for sure. Like he's it's not crazy, man. It's crazy. You know, I never thought, and, and, and let me just take a second to say this. Before the conversion, I never thought that it would go below 0 0.5015. Like, I just thought that was, like, our stability point. And then, you know, we converted, and it kind of spiked. And, but it seemed to always come back to that, you know, 10th, you know, 15, 1.5, you know, 0.5 of a penny, like 1.5 of a penny. And, you know, whether it's, you know, Bitcoin plummeting or, 
you know, whatever FUD is going on on Safe Moon, like it's just all been contributing. But I think that, you know, a year from now, we are all going to be sitting around going, aren't you guys glad that the crypto market took a shit? Or aren't you glad that all these people said everything? Because now look at us, like we got in or we added to our bags at this particular entry point. And that just increased the amount of, you know, wealth that we have, which, you know, real finally, the last thing I'll say, and then I'll, I'll shut up. The one thing that John has always said that has slightly bugged me when it comes to crypto is, you know, freedom of the unbanked and, you know, you know, trying to make a better community and everything, which we're sitting on here talking about how we're going to be millionaires and everything. And it kind of contradicts with, you know, the message that John has at least been like giving publicly. But, you know, the way that I've kind of like conceptualized it or legitimized it is like John can't build this vision that he has without starting something that other people can, for lack of a better term, profit off of. So, you know, if John's going to go through some strife and we're going to see some fluctuations in the token price, we're going to go through that same strife with him. It's a different thing. He runs a company. We are investors in a cryptocurrency. But at the end of the day, if John accomplishes his goal, if John's doing everything he's telling us he's going to do, we're all going to be able to be fighting over islands to buy or all that other stuff that everyone has been dreaming of. That's it. My man is on point tonight. Joker, stack them. And let me say this, too. If the price is low, you're actually gaining more reflections and we're burning this thing faster. So I know like everybody's not happy about the price being lower, but the reality is the burn's going to happen faster and you're going to gain more for your holding safe moon during these times. I know it sounds weird. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but that's the reality of it. You can look at the statistics on it. Have somebody do an analysis that knows math. Look at your reflections right now. I mean, mine have been higher than they've been in a long time. Uh, so that's the way I look at it. If you're a long-term holder, it's not hurting you, right? It's not like you don't open the wallet and go, hey, this looks great. But at the same time, it's not hurting you if you're a long-term holder. You only lose when you sell. All right, we're going to go Jeremy B, and then we'll go to Alyssa. Let's keep it to five minutes or less for everybody, and then we can bring you back up again. Go ahead, Jeremy B. Hey, Chris, how you doing, Patron? Um, good, I just man. want to t- touch base with the uh, Safe Moon FBI. I don't know why life has to be so complicated, you know, how why there's always has to be so much opposition and everything. I mean, when you got something good and you're going to struggle for it, you really have to fight for it. You have to fight for it. And I see a lot of these spaces, people fighting each other, and, and they're fighting for, for, for their ground. They're fighting for their ground. I'm fighting for my grounds right now. I'm fighting with my brother every day on nonsense. You know, every day is becoming a struggle. You know, every day is a fight. I don't know why, but you want something good in life, you have to fight for it. That's that's all I have to say. Yeah, and let me just mention one thing. I didn't want to interrupt him in the middle of what he was saying, but we have to be careful with the terms we use on this program. I, I do not approve of using the the term retarded I, we should respect anybody who's mentally retarded and i don't think that's the right thing to say so we shouldn't say that in a derogative you know way and i just want to make sure that's clear 
I probably should have said it sooner. So I, if something we don't approve of, we can say we, we think it's ludicrous or we can say that we think it's pointless. Those are better ways to describe it than to say that because the segment of the population we have that is mentally retarded are special people. They're courageous individuals. And I don't ever want that to be in a negative standpoint. So let me just point that out. Jeremy, did you have something to add real quick? No, that was it. I mean, uh, did I have my mic on? Oh, my God. I think I was talking to the, to the Safe Moon FBI about struggles and fighting with people and having a, to get to where you're at. And no matter it's what you're doing, you have to fight. It's unbelievable. Like, I literally have to fight to get to where I'm at right now. And even today, I'm still fighting with my brother. I'm fighting with my brother right now, which I never did on little things, you know. And then I see all these different spaces. They're fighting with each other. It's like you you have something really good going. You know, you have to fight for your ground, and 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 there's something really good there, and that's why, that's why there's so much opposition. I'm over the fighting, man. Like I'm not replying to the tweets. The only thing you're gonna see me put out is something positive. You know, a date and time on the show, a thank you. You know, that's it, man. Like, there's no point to it. Like, we all have to come together. We all have to come together and realize, like, really. This is something we've spoken about for a long time, but when you get a little bit of a taste of, of something that you don't like, uh, whether it's infighting with the price moving down, then you realize how important it is to come together and work together. So are you there? Okay, let's move on to our next speaker. Uh, we're going to move that down. All right, let's go to Bryson. Go ahead, put Bryson up here. He's coming. Yeah, Bryson, go ahead. Uh, you call me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just touching on it. I mean, some of that stuff, though, you know, when you see people kind of using Safe Moon and Shill and their things and, and kind of preying upon the, the Army a little bit, I mean, that's kind of when you have to step up and say something, which, Chris, you certainly did. So, um, you know, that whole trip fiasco was, I thought, ridiculous. Um, but regardless of that, um, you know, I got in this project in, in uh, early, or say mid-April, and I, I went in heavy, and it shot up. I mean, I 10 x I was over a million dollars at one point. Um, and, you know, all my buddies and people at work kind of bought in, and then it, you know, comes down and just kind of levels out. But now is a time where it's below where even I bought in all the way back then. And so it's really no excuse. Like everyone has the opportunity to become millionaires off of this project, right? Like you can do it now with it at this price point and just keep adding and adding to your bag and you will absolutely get there. Um, like you said, this is the dream scenario. You want the price low with the volume high. That's ideal. Um, if you're not trying to sell right now, it's great that the price is low. You know, as long as you get the volume and the price is low, you're maxing out your reflections. So take advantage of it. That's all I got. Yeah. And, you know, like it's, it's just one of those weird things because everybody wants us to move along. But when the price is low, it's, it's actually putting you at an advantage as a holder, right? As long as you're a long-term holder. Not everybody is. That's the issue. Right. Like people get nervous 
and they get scared and then they dump it. Well, I feel, I feel bad it. for the people that have to sell, right? Like you see some people post, you know, goodbye because I, you know, something happened and I had to sell. Right. But like, you know, you got to fight tooth and nail. Like I, in 2020 was a great year in crypto. Um, I think that's, I want to say back in March, like uh, Bitcoin, that's when I first started getting into it. And Bitcoin was down to like 8,000 bucks. That was with the whole uh, Corona crash. And, you know, I made a lot of money in crypto. And now I'm like, I rolled it all, most of it into uh, safe moon. You know, safe moon has got to be 90% of my bag. Um, and now I got to pay the piper because I got, it's like tax season now. And I got to like come up with a ton of money. And, you know, I, I'm fighting tooth and nail not to liquidate my safe moon. Like I'm going to banks. I got, you know, 30,000 here, credit line, 20,000 there. And I'd rather pay the interest on those lines and have to liquidate, you know, part of my bag. Um, so, you know, if you're in a tight spot, you got to do what it takes to hold on, you know, because eventually this thing's going to get you there. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think you brought up a great point because I think people forget that Bitcoin moved that low, right? Like we all look at Bitcoin now and we think Bitcoin's low being in the high thirties, but people forget Bitcoin fell all the way to eight grand. And everybody was saying it was the death of Bitcoin and it was going to be worth nothing. Like this is normal. I know this sounds weird to people that are new into this, but this happens guys. Ethereum. Like, look at Ethereum moving down. Are you going to tell me that Ethereum's not a viable project? Ethereum's going to be nine, ten grand at some point. You know, it might take a, a year or two, but could it be nine grand by the end of this year? Yeah, it could. I'm not providing financial advice, but Ethereum's less than three grand right now. Patron will tell you he's been in Ethereum for a long time. It's across the board. It's not just specific to SafeMoon, right? So go ahead, Patron. Yeah, the market is bleeding, and it's all because of this uh, Russia attacking Ukraine. A lot of people may not think so, but it's it's all it's, that's all it is. And you know, so, so some people are going to take you know their profit or take money out of the market for a while because you know they don't like you know wars, uncertainties. But uh, you know, it's 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 going to come back up. It's not going to stay dead. This is not the end of the world, guys. Just think about that. You know crypto you got to get used to 50 60 80 percent swing up and down it's going to happen it happens all across crypto uh you know it, it, even like when you guys were talking about uh uh ada or cardano it went up to three dollars and ten cents <laughs> and you know that was just recently last year and it's coming down now that doesn't mean it's going to end it's going to go away it's just part of what the market is doing as a whole. So uh, keep that in mind, guys. This, this is going to swing up and down pretty hard, but it's also going to give us some great returns in the future if you hold, not financial advice. And reflections, which you didn't have in these other currencies. So I think everybody forgets that. Let's go to Dan's son real quick. Go ahead, Dan. Along those lines, something that I have been watching and something to uh, pay attention to, there has been a low volume of sales and a high volume of buys and a decreasing price. And what does that mean? What does that mean to me? What does that typically mean? When you see that happening, 
that means you're having a low volume of big holders dumping and a high volume of small holders buying. Now, they're not buying up all the dump, but they're all buying a little bit. So what we're seeing is a transference of big bags to many small bags. And that's what, to me, that's what SafeMoon is about. You know, it is the common person's crypto. And with that happening, you achieve a much more stable situation. And, you know, that it's, it's something that I, I'm really excited to see. Yeah, for sure. Let's do this. Uh, I'm going to go to our, our speakers that haven't spoke yet, and then we'll come back to you, Bryson. Let me go to uh, Safeman Garage. Go ahead, Garage. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm good, man. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's uh, 5 a.m. in the UK, so uh, I'm glad to be able to tune in. I don't get to listen as often as I'd like due to the time difference, but um, with all the shit going on in the world at the moment, it's good to wake up to a bit of positivity, so uh, kudos to you guys. Um, yeah, just uh, it's really simple if, if you want to get rich, and that's hold and be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy to coin a, a famous phrase and uh, if you believe in this project then if you're not buying right now then uh, then it's crazy i mean bitcoin's just dropped another 4k in the last few hours and uh, i don't know if anyone's watching the news but it looks like the invasion has now started so keep some money aside because i think the market's probably going to dip a bit bit lower and uh, get buying but yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, I mean, it, it, exactly. It, it was like you had all these events leading up to it, and the market was moving down. But then, when it's actually happening, that's when you see this happening. So, I'm not worried about it, man. I'm in this for the long haul. I look at his opportunity. Let's go to uh, Splat. We'll go Splash Taylor, then we'll go Don, and then we'll go back to Bryson and Ninja. Go ahead, Splash. Hey Splash, you're up. Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, please. I would, I would like to talk, but please, I, I think the next speaker can go on. I'm still in the space. I'm trying to do something, and I might get distracted a bit. Please. Okay, that's fine. Let's go to Taylor. Go ahead, Taylor. Hey everyone, it's good to be here. Um, yeah, checking in on the news and stuff. It's interesting, everything going on. But I just wanted to say I'm. You know, I'm still holding long term. You know, nothing's really deterred me. I, I really think that uh, at the end of the day, bad news is good news with all of this, and that this is uh, very typical of any any growing company that's bringing a lot of heat uh, to disrupt industries. And I actually just uh, converted some of my smaller altcoin bags to SafeMoon in the past ten minutes, just from being on here and realizing some that I was holding on to, kind of. You know, without really, you know, just out of kind of a, a false sense of hope because they're not projects that really stand up to what SafeMoon stands up to. I'm thinking, why am I holding on to them? So, anyway, it's good to be here. Thanks for the encouragement, and I'll jump off now. So, awesome, man. Stack him. He sees this, you know, he knows what's going on, and he's going to take advantage of it. I love it. Let's go to uh, Don. Go ahead, Don. What's popping, Chris? 
How are you? I, I actually DM'd Don, uh, Chris. I actually DM'd him and I told him, please come up here. I have a question for you uh, just to make it a little bit more interesting. Uh, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to ask Don a real quick question. So, Don, I want your thoughts on what's going on in terms of, you know, the Russia and Ukraine, what's going on there, and then the impact on the markets and all that. But also, I want to also, uh, you know, make it more educational from a tech, because I'm not a tech guy, bro, and I, I would love you to break down mesh networks, the benefits of a mesh network, you know, non-hierarchical and, and, you know, just w why mesh networks are much better than co conventional networks. Sure. Um, so, Chris, is it fine if I speak on Ukrainian space, or should I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I touched on it earlier, and I said that that's what's affecting the crypto market as a whole. I mean, it's a big event. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's huge. Um, and uh, the, the aftermath, um, and I was just in a space talking to a couple people, and um, so while, while they made some really good points, while we typically see down markets from events like this like and we're seeing the stock market go down we're seeing oil prices surge but what we've never seen is how crypto responds to situations like this so um you know clearly russia has invaded there have been airstrikes there have been airstrikes in kiev which is the capital there have been strikes outside of the southeastern regions where you know they declared independent and there is also reported invasions in the north of Ukraine. So it's pretty much like they're encircling the capital of Ukraine on like a full scale middle, a military um, uh, campaign. So that's happening right now. But what are some other things that have happened with the crypto market in that area? Russia, China and Ukraine have all uh pass bills introduce bills or pass them that are regulating crypto as currency why is that important uh one of the sanctions that biden wants to pass against russia and its oligarch oligarchs is to uh, disable their swift transactions so when the swift transactions are disabled they can no longer use their credit cards or fiat with international money because uh credit card transactions use it back in the publisher or the clearinghouse so they can just use crypto now as currencies or accept crypto. So that's inevitable. So what we could start seeing is pretty much what Damson was just talking about earlier is like a decrease of wealth dominance in the market as more people start using it for everyday use. So that's one. Um, and then the second thing that Ninja asked is what is the importance of a mesh network? So if you're truly trying to decentralize something, Right. For something to be truly decentral, then there can't be centralized servers. So, for example, you look at a company like SIA or SIA, um, their decentralized server network. The mesh network essentially allows us to host our own data. But not only can we host our own data, we can upload our data and validate and, you know, participating in the consensus in real time. So the mesh network, just think about you being close to a 5G tower and anytime you have cellular signal, you're connected to the mesh network. And so long as you have cellular signal, you're providing information to the mesh network as so far as your device is turned on. So the importance of the mesh network is, is you're controlling your data that you're giving to the internet, but you're also providing a form of validation for other people that are on the internet. So if I were to go and visit a website, it would be less like me browsing the internet 
but more so like me downloading individual sites on the internet that I want to browse, interacting with them on my own device. And then when I finish with it, removing that from my device. It makes sense, man. And it's, it's a big thing too, because we haven't seen anything like this. I think like, no. that's, like, and we're talking about a massive mesh network, these turbines, you know, involved in this, uh, it's going to take up, it's, it's a big build, man. This isn't something you do in a few months, right? Like that's a bigger build than the blockchain, right? It's literally like the end all be all of human interaction is for it. Don, Don, real quick. What about web three? Like how is that involved? Web three? Sure. So again, um, so that I guess I guess my question. Let me call it. No, it's a really, it's a really in terms, good question. In terms of also owning your data and also monetizing your data, if if you wanted to. Sure. So, so the the biggest thing that we need to uh, they just declared martial law in Ukraine. Um, but the biggest thing about Web three is that the we have to first start with what is Web two. So Web two is social or social connections on the web. So the ability for your profile to connect with someone else's profile, uh, the ability for you to add someone as a friend, the ability for you to comment on someone else's post, the ability for you to reply to someone's comment on the post, like those interactions and interacting with other people is web two. But what's limiting about that? Facebook owns it, Twitter owns it, MySpace owns it, you know, like uh, Reddit owns it. These are all centralized forms of interaction, right? So what happens when they own it? Facebook gets to close up their ad network. So if you want to advertise on Facebook, you got to go through them and they make money from it. But what's the value in Facebook? The value in Facebook is the amount of users that it has. So users don't make any money from the advertisements that users see. Facebook makes all the money. So the big difference from Web3, the ability to own your information and your data and this is a really cool project if you think about programmatic advertising in this way. What if, you know, your ads are delivered as NFTs and those NFTs essentially pay rewards from viewing? So the ad has a specific set of values. So how much money do you want to add to your NFT that determines how many people it's going to be? If you've ever ran a Facebook ad, you add money to your campaign, your campaign then becomes an NFT, right? And then so everyone who interacts with it or views it then gets a portion of rewards from that. So that would be uh, a function of Web3 and how Web3 would differ from Web2 as it relates to like websites, website ownerships, et cetera. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna step down, but I'm gonna mention this last thought. So Don, it's it's basically uh, I'll give an example, quick example. So when I go to the hospital, they they collect data, right? And they use that data however they like. And I don't know that they're using that data. And they're probably definitely making money off that data. But now that I own my data, when it comes to my medical uh, reports and all that, I can actually, uh, you know, participate in, in monetizing that data and, and, and actually uh, making money on that. Uh, am I right? Well, um, so making money right who wants to give you money for that data is the big question so who would give you money for that data um I, i'm I guessing think, research centers right so but i think the same research centers right 
would give you money for participating in trials. So I haven't actually crossed that question, but that's a really good question to ask. I'd have to research to give you an answer. But I do think the ability for you to have or own your data allows you to track who accesses your data, right? So um, if someone interacts with your medical block on the blockchain, so to speak, you'd be able to see or track who interacted with it, or you'd be able to grant permissions to your family doctor to interact with it, or you'd be able to grant permission to the emergency room to interact with it. Those things are um, like, I think some of the greatest advancements, but also it decreases the ability for a medical malpractice. It decreases your medical malpractice insurance because like, you know, you don't get the wrong data, right? So there's a lot of benefits to the blockchain in terms of decreasing the cost of participating uh, in medicine. So absolutely man web 3 is going to change everything thank you so much for that don i'm going to step down chris thank you for you know always pulling me up and bringing me in and asking questions man thank you so much bro of course you know you're always welcome that goes without saying uh bryson go ahead sir yeah i've got a, a question to this topic so maybe don you're the man to address it do you see the um mesh network being built is it, is it like helium in the sense where you need the boxes to power the network or, I mean, cause I don't see them putting these windmills all over the world. Is it being driven by the satellites and the windmills are just like a benefit to, you know, create energy and, and power to an extent, but the, the internet is really coming from the satellites. How do you envision that being built? I can I can address just the you first can? part of that. Yeah, definitely, Chris. So they're turbines, not not mills, just to be correct. Okay. Okay. But no big deal there, though. But uh, it they don't need turbines all over the world to enable a mesh network. They can do that in the Gambia. And if you look at John's previous posts, not only is it going to be wind energy, like wind energy is going to be the most effective, but eventually you're going to have solar energy attached to that turbine as well. So solar energy is going to be that second use case along with the wind energy from the turbine. But in terms of what you would need, in terms of a mesh network, uh, you wouldn't need turbines all over the world. You could put those in Gambia and have enough to empower uh, a uh, mesh network. I think, Don, Don, you want to touch on that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and then just to be fair or to be clear about this, um, in terms of power being generated, the power generated is indeed powering something like a helium device, right? But is doing something completely different. So you're kind of right there. Um, and wait, let me just pause and say, like, I don't know what's in John's head. I don't know what he's thinking. Um, I'm just like speculating. So I, I think that's important for me to say first. Um, but uh, in terms of allowing devices to access or to interact with the blockchain or to interact with web three uh, and what the mesh network provides, um, it does need power. Do we need helium to cover the whole world or can our mesh grid, right? Just provide enough power to access stuff, uh, to access the satellites. Um, you can go to Twilio right now and start your own cell phone service if you want um, and provide people with, and provide people with SIM cards for your cell service because you can piggyback off of other people's uh, satellites. So 
Uh, is it possible to have that satellite infrastructure? Yes. Can you rent radio towers or space on radio towers? Yes. Can you rent space on 5G towers? Yeah, so all of that stuff is possible with the current infrastructure. Um, I just think the biggest thing that we should be thinking about or asking our, ourselves the question is when we deploy the windmills, who is giving us access to the property? Who's giving us access to the easement to deploy it? Is it a private deployment or a public deployment? And does it require cooperation with government? So, uh, But right now we're cooperating with the Gambian government. So as it relates to property and where the windmills are being deployed, uh, we'd probably see more like municipal-based uh, deployment based off of where the government tells us we can put them. And you only need a three-mile-an-hour wind, which you don't even feel. So it's not like, you know, you need to have some, like, huge, huge wind to do that. So just to give you a heads up, like, it's not – we're not going to need, like, a 20-mile-an-hour wind to empower these. And solar energy eventually, too, with the – with building that mesh network, uh, in terms of satellites, uh, I think, Don, uh, it, it would be coffee satellites, right? I mean, that's what we'd look at. I mean, I I, I think about this a lot. Yeah. So, like, um, coffee or CubeSats, coffee sets, you know, um, how we deploy them, I'm not sure. Could we use spin launch? Will we use, like, like, there's a lot of things we can do to get it in orbit. Um, but that is, like, you know, we have to deploy... So he said two things, mesh, Wi-Fi, cellular grid. Um, and then we saw in advertisements, you know, uh, you know, satellite. So we want all three, especially if you're using something like Dark Tim's kind of view. Uh, I think they're more focused on giving access to rural areas, right, that uh, haven't otherwise had access to it. So that's why I think the Gambia is such an important case study because their population there's so much distance between population centers that a test like this would be pretty effective. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think, you know, CubeSats would, you know, do the, do the trick for sure. Um, and that begs the question, what is the hardware component? And I hope we find out on a birthday, like even just a hint of what it is would be awesome. And I think they're being super secretive of it because they don't want anybody else to pick up on this. So I think that's part of what's, playing a role in this like, like we all want to know exactly what it entails and we don't know yet and the reason we don't know yet is because i think there's just i think they have something proprietary well i don't think they have something proprietary that they don't want other companies to pick up on i mean don wouldn't you agree on that yeah 100 percent, 100 percent and that's the hardest part about being a holder, right? Like you, you don't know the intricacies of this and the exact details, right? That we all want to know, but I think more information will emerge. Uh, Mr. Easy Ed is up here. Easy Ed, how's it going? Man? What's going on, man? I feel like I haven't, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been listening for a while, you know, I haven't been up in a while, but I'm still down there listening. And I just want to come up here and say, hey, man, it's still a great, great show you're doing here. I got to show love for for Chris Patron because, um, you know, I, when I was starting out, these guys, you know, I, I talk to you guys like almost every day. And they're a reason why um, I'm doing the things I'm doing now and why I'm researching what I'm doing now. So, you know, I got to come up here and give them their flowers, man, because they've been through a lot. And they're still standing here, just like how Safe Moon is still standing here. You know, so 
I just want a couple of friends to say that, and I like what John is doing with the Captain Log now. You know, we're evolving, and we're going to keep on evolving. You know, so I just want to come up and say that. I just want to say out there to people, um, as you got family out there in the world, I'm praying for everyone out there, man. Yeah, me too, man. I hate to see people go through things that they don't have control over, right? When you get governments involved in things and you have people that become victims because of, you know, government decisions and government aggression, it, it doesn't serve the purpose for what we want in the world or DeFi, right? in general and uh that's what's going on right now and i've i've tuned in a lot like the last week to learn as much as possible with people that are uh security national security experts people that understand the world internationally to to get all perspectives on this and to understand what's happening and it's not hard to figure out you know so I talked to somebody Sunday. I won't say who it was, but somebody that knows this stuff really well. Uh, somebody with, you know, 50 years of experience in the federal government. And the person said to me, will, the, will, will there be anything left of the Ukraine? And as soon as I heard that, I was just like, whoa, you know, like we knew there was going to be some military aggression. But what this person was telling me was that they felt like they were going to just try to wipe out the whole country. Uh, that is sad. That is not something that we want to happen. Uh, that is, you know, that does, beyond shaking up the market, just from a humanitarian standpoint, it's an awful thing uh, to see that happen because these are, you know, people that are, you know, working to make things better. They're, they're, they're people that have an interest in advancing their country. And uh, there's just some horrible stuff going on right now. So, uh, yeah, we will stand the test of time uh, as a program. Safe Moon will stand the test of time. It's all about consistency and coming back week after week, you know. So um, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, it's all about doing the right things and, and coming on here, speaking to each other, uh, caring about each other understanding what safe moon is right so uh that's all i wanted to say on that hey um i i wasn't in the room a little bit earlier but um how do you guys feel about the swap and evolve so i think it's great i think swap and evolve because they're going to use busd is a great thing because they were doing swap and liquefy before and that was tanking the price when they would do it and talking to devs behind the scenes, swap and liquefy was the technique that everybody used in 2021. It's advanced beyond that. Now, I'll add another wrinkle to that. I talked to a dev today who I definitely trust, and they said, if you really want to win with this swap and evolve, you need a blockchain because then you could take the swap and evolve and turn it into the safe moon coin instead of BUSD. Don, I'd love your thoughts on that. I don't know if you caught that earlier. What do you think about that, man? I actually got a chance to look at uh, the code for it, and then also I got a chance to talk to Cryptonomics about it. So um, I, I just want to – Can I, I'll provide, like, a simple explanation first. And then – so imagine, like, you have 
imagine all right so this is very easy so imagine if the money that you had in your bank account uh directly like impacted how much you can spend on dinner tonight so only the money that's in your bank account impacts how much you can spend on dinner tonight so would you use your debit card to pay for a transaction or to use your credit card to pay for a transaction because you knew you could pay more for dinner if you just used your credit card does that make sense so like the credit card doesn't immediately come out of your bank account right and you can pay that back later but your bank account stays the same when you use your credit. So that's essentially the way in which I think about it because instead of us like taking the safe moon out of our bank account or our liquidity pool, purchasing uh rat BNB and then putting it back in the liquidity pool and having our bank account go down and thus the price of all of our tokens go down. What we do is, and this is the tricky part that I had the conversation with cryptonomics about is we load up a separate wallet so maybe like a deployer or something else we load up a second wallet we hit whatever the transaction amount is and then we just inject it into the liquidity pool so the price goes up from that so will we see less price action from like you know buys and sells we probably see less uh price actions from new purchases but at the same time that liquidity injection would cause a massive price increase yeah for sure man that's a great way to look at the and let me just say this too and and we're a positive space but it's pretty clear to me that you know people had some things in mind tonight uh i think that the space was probably reported because right in the middle of the discussion i had to verify that i wasn't a robot <laughs> so uh, I was doing that while you were on here and they had to send me a code to my phone. So, you know, anybody who wants to hold this back, man, that's your objective. If that makes you feel better, that's fine. I'm not going to say anything negative. We're going to keep going, you know, week in and week out consistently doing what's right for the army. Right. That's what this is about. It's about doing what's right. It's about education. It's about bringing everybody together. It's about safe moon and what we see in the future and uh you know we're going to do it every week and that's what we're going to do nothing's going to stop us from doing that damn go ahead i had a uh just to back up to the to a previous topic about the uh, mesh networks um something i'd like to uh hear don's take on you know a lot of times in technology you do not have to create the entire system yourself you know from beginning to end by that like elon musk the starlink project i believe they have 4200 satellites up now they are going to have 44,000 satellites up that is the goal so you know you don't have to create every part of a bike. You may have the best chain, you know, and if someone has the best will, you know, they may use your chain. So I'd like to hear his thoughts on that, how the uh, Starlink, something like that could work with the mesh network. There are limitations to satellite phones, and um, I know a mesh network would be much faster on the ground. And just hear his thoughts on that. 
I actually have the Starlink satellite at my parents' house. Um, I was like one of the first ones to have it in South Carolina because you know, obviously I love Starlink. Um, that is correct. So like, um, and I, I've been saying this for a while too. I think acquisitions would be a much better strategy for SafeMoon and growing their ecosystem faster than anything else. Um, but it seems as if, you know, the people at the top, John, instead of using the term acquisitions, they use the term partnerships. Um, so, and I've been focusing on, it's interesting who our partners are currently in the swap and the benefits that they provide to the SafeMoon network. So no, 100%, we can grow faster and we can move at ludicrous speed by partnering uh, with technologies that already exist. You don't have to own the entire tank thing to profit from it. And, you know, in previous spaces, Dam, I don't know if you caught it, but the company that came up wasn't just Starlink, it was OneWeb. OneWeb's got some basis in the UK, and a lot of people tend to think that OneWeb would be involved with the satellites. Now, whether or not that's the case, if, if there are something they're working on with a partnership behind the scenes, I don't think we'll know it until this thing's launched. Because they don't want this thing to, you know, they don't want people to know what they're doing behind the scenes. They're very private about it. When I talk to devs, SafeMoon is the most private uh, company, uh, cryptocurrency out there, in my opinion. There's very private cryptocurrencies, but SafeMoon is like, everything is close to the best. Um, it's a good thing, right? Because it means they're protecting all the proprietary stuff they're doing. But it's also hard as a holder to not know the details, right? Which is why I think we come on here and speculate as much as we do, right? Because without that, you would have nothing really tangible. <laughs> we would just be talking about what the team announced, and you wouldn't have anything you know, nearly as exciting as you would if we're speculating on things. Will everything be 100% correct? No. But I think that you know, if you look at this program over, the, over time, We've gotten a lot of things right. We talked about staking before there was staking, right? We talked about uh, a lot of things. I mean, we've we've covered many, many things on this program that have come come out. Uh, the exchange, like the DEX being the exchange, right? A lot of people didn't believe that. That's what it is. I mean, the DEX that they're building right now is going to be the safe and exchange integrated in the wallet. Uh, there's many things that we've touched on in-depth uh, has everything been exactly right now but i think one thing i'd point out too if you look at the diagram that dark moon tim has of what the ecosystem is i think that's spot on and a lot of that came from discussions and theories we had on this program uh, and i think when you look at it visually it's a lot easier to look at visually and understand what it is rather than talking about it we can talk about it a lot, but when you see it visually, like on a map, it makes a lot more sense. Did you want to add to that, Don? No, I thought that was uh, extremely accurate. Yeah. All right. So we're going to finish up with our final thoughts, and then we're going to end the program. Uh, I want to make sure everybody gets to know what they want to say before we, we conclude this. Uh, Patron, your final thoughts. Uh, no, man, nothing much. Just uh, it's, a, it's a tough week. It's been a tough weekend, um, and it, it may get tougher in, in the market as a whole. So just just realize this, guys. You know, it's not SafeMoon that is uh, having a half, uh, hard time. It's all across crypto. So just think about that. It's just not 
safely. All right. So um, just uh, not a financial advice, but what I'm doing is I'm holding. I'm buying every little opportunity that I can and just hold on because when when all this is over with, uh, <laughs> it's going to feel really good to be up there by the moon. Absolutely, man. Go ahead, Dan. Your final thoughts. My prayers are with the uh, the people directly involved in this conflict and their families. You know, I, I can imagine being in that that situation and just embracing the opportunity that we have right now. You know, it's a great opportunity. I'm not selling. I'm continuing to buy like Patron a little bit here and there, and I'm excited. That's it. Yeah, and I would end it with this, guys. I think we're a big community, and we're not going to always agree on everything, right? Like, that's very apparent. But I think that we all agree that SafeMoon is the right investment. And I think working past these things is essential to us going forward, right? Like, there's nothing to really hold against each other or anything like that. Like, we're going to do our program. Not everybody's going to think that it's the best program. If they don't, then that's up to them. That's their opinion. But we believe we have the best thing out there. Uh, and I don't say that to talk down anybody else because that's not what we do here. I just believe that we have the best audience and we have the most intelligent people and that we bring something that wasn't brought before. There was a need in this space for this program to come forward. And there was a need for all of us to be on here. We're all here for a reason, right? Uh, we're here because of Safe Moon, but we're also here because we have a really special community with the best people I've ever met. So just keep that in mind. Understand the big picture. Don't get too caught up in the day to day. Like a lot of that, I just brush off because it's just not, it's not conducive to what we're doing in the long term. A year from now, two years from now, when this thing is booming, not financial advice, but when this thing is booming, none of the stuff day to day is going to matter. You're going to look back at this and go, man, I wasted my time on this. Or I wasted my time engaging with this person or arguing with this person. I'm at a place right now where I don't feel like we have anything to prove, right? Like you either have the vision of what Safe Moon is or you don't have the vision. And if they don't have the vision, it's not my job to help them see the vision. It, what my job is to spend time with the people that matter and to, to engage with those that we're, you know, we have a lot of value with, right? Uh, and, and to help people. And so that's my focus. The other stuff is just outside noise. And it just doesn't matter. It's not going to take up time in my day. It's not worth the time and energy. Uh, my time and energy is all about uh, bringing positive energy, positive enlightenment to the people that are, are seeking it. Okay. Uh, and I'm seeking it in all of you, too. We all need it. Uh, so let's be the best that we can be. Let's rise above any negativity out there. And, uh, you know, we have something special here. And we all need to be together on this because you're going to see a lot of people saying a lot of things. You know, cryptocurrencies under attack right now with everything going on globally. And DeFi, I think it's even accentuated more, right? Uh, so... You know, we're going to go through this for a little while, but, you know, the sun comes up each day, things even out, and then things move ahead. This is a cycle that repeats itself. 
throughout cryptocurrency. Not everybody has the uh, not everybody has the courage to do this and to stick with it. That's why it's special. That's why the that's why people make money because they're willing to see past the day to day and look at this from a long term vision. So good program tonight. We had some great points made. John Caroni's done a phenomenal job of communicating to people over the last few days. He's always communicated, but I think he's taken another avenue with this and he's evolved. I think it's benefiting all of us. I get excited to see uh, how he evolves each day. I think he's a tremendous person, tremendous CEO for a company, and he has the character and integrity that we need. And it's hard to find these days. It's increasingly harder to find somebody who has the right values and mindset to run a company. So understand how fortunate we all are. Uh, we stand behind him a thousand percent. He's the reason that we have this project. He's the reason that we have something to look forward to. So I just wanted to note that uh, I'm in his corner. I know all of you are as well. And I think sometimes he just needs to hear that uh, because it is a lonely spot to be in. You know, and uh, I don't even know one tenth of what he's dealt with, but I can tell you just from being on this program that when you have people coming at you from all angles and you have something you really believe in and you're doing it for the right reasons, the only thing that will sustain you at that point is your passion, your integrity and your vision for what what this is. If you don't have that, you won't sustain. There's no way around it, guys. I'm telling you. So just wanted to drop that before we leave. Thank you to everybody. We'll be back Friday. I look forward to having you all on here, and we'll talk more. Have a great night. Take care of yourselves. Get some sleep. Good night.